in the past, there have been recessions that went a year. Uh, most of them last somewhere in the year, year and a half range. Uh, some are shorter, some are longer, but you know, generally that's the time frame. But this recession was only three months. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys recall, but I do remember hearing some stuff on the news because there was not much else to do but sit at home and watch the news at that point, that there was a recession. And I'm thinking, well, we're doing okay in our business. Actually, we were doing really well. And we know that a lot of our customers are actually doing really well. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what I say about the thinking process. You have to take it on an individual basis. You're listening to Estimate Rocket Radio, the hassle-free online software for service contractors that keep your business running from lead to pay. We want your business to grow, so we make it easy to get your job done. Hi, everyone. It is a great day here at Estimate Rocket Radio, and I want to give you all a very warm welcome. My name is Kathleen. I'm the Director of Sales here at Estimate Rocket, and I am always joined by my very dynamic co-host, Chris Shank, who is the leader of education and engagement here at Estimate Rocket Radio. Hey, Chris, how are you today? Hey, I'm really good. Thrilled to be here. I know. And you and I are so excited to have this next guest on our podcast. It is Tom Drost. And Tom is the founder and CEO here at Estimate Rocket. You know, Tom has been a software architect and engineer for over 25 years. I know that seems like a long time. And I know from personal experience, I can share that Tom has a true passion for offering outstanding software to our customers, but also software support services at such a high level that he ends up creating raving fans. We are talking about managing uncertain times and every business owner, every business leader needs to know how to do that. We hear a lot of news. It's getting better. It's getting worse. Never really can tell. So all you can do is be prepared. We talk about fear and panic, what to do with it, and what to look for when it passes because there is opportunity there. We are actually introducing a mini series on Estimate Rocket Radio about managing uncertain times. We're going to go through a few topics in the future and even show you kind of how Estimate Rocket is equipped to help you manage your company in a way that makes you more money, that stabilizes you, helps you prepare for the future and helps you bring your team along with you. So while we're just setting the stage today, stay tuned for the next installment in this series, Managing Uncertain Times. At the very least, you'll know you're not alone and you'll have some ideas on how to move forward. Hi, Tom. Welcome to Estimate Rocket Radio. Hey, Kathy. Great to be here again. We love having you on, Tom. And we are talking about a topic today that has been born out of a discussion between you and Kathy and the Estimate Rocket team and Corwin Smith, actually. Uh, And he is our business coach here at Estimate Rocket. And it's something that's going to be, I think, pertinent for the times that we're in, especially the end of the year, looking into the beginning of 2023. And the question is, how do we manage during uncertain times? So Tom, let me just start with this question. There's a lot going on in the news right now. How do you feel about what the media news is expressing about the short-term future. How are we looking here? I don't watch the news, just the local weather. (laughs) There's a real reason for that, uh, which is most of what's on the news is uh, sensationalized and 
and designed to get you all torqued up about things. And uh, so I, I mm. try to get my news from other sources than the, than the media because they just don't, it's not, there's nothing balanced, unfortunately, anymore about how the news is broadcast. So, mm. um, and so I have a slightly different perspective on certain things than other people do because I'm not watching all the doom and gloom stuff on the news. That's a smart thing. And I feel the same exact way that you do too. So I'm glad you said that, Tom. So basically, what everyone wants to know is, should we be panicked? Well, simple answer to that one too. No, we shouldn't be panicked. Um, when mm -hmm. we panic, we start making really bad decisions and mm -hmm. uh, doing things that you know may or may not be necessary to do. You really need to give some thought to, you know, what things you might need to take action on. You know, maybe it's a good time to make sure your house is in order and your you know, your books are good and your, your cash flow is good and your people are good. Um, but uh, panicking never, never accomplishes anything. It really doesn't give you any, uh, it doesn't help anything. Let's face it. Uh, panicking is a, is a flight or fight reaction to something instead of mm -hmm. an intelligent, what does this mean to me reaction? So mm -hmm. you shouldn't be panicking, but you should, what you should be doing is thinking about, you know, potential opportunities that may arise for you depending upon what other people uh, in your marketplace do. Remember, we, we hear these global things on the media uh, and or national things on the media. Well, those things don't necessarily impact every single aspect of everybody's life. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are, are regional. A lot of them are demographics. And, and you really have to evaluate those things on a, on a case by case basis. Now, you might be in an area that is highly affected by it. But even then, there are things, you know, there are opportunities and things to think about and ways to deal with it that are going to lead you to success. Mm -hmm. In fact, we were just at a um, event, in-person event, and I was speaking with this very successful roofer. And he said to me, when the economy dips, he purchases up individual properties that he can gut and renovate and resell at a huge profit margin. So I thought that was pretty genius when he talked about what he does when the economy does a little bit of a dip. There's definitely money in fear, someone right. else's. And that's why we are always cautious about fear mongering. Um, I think this is an important message here about not panicking. Matter of fact, I, I remember something that Frank Herbert in the book Dune wrote and now it's a movie and everything, but I read it back when it was still a book okay. and, and he talks about fear and panic a lot in there and overcoming mm -hmm. it. And this is the character kind of goes through and this passage really stuck out to me. It's, he says, I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the mm -hmm. little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Because where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. That's and, right. Oh, I'm getting chills. That's I know, pretty good, that Chris. <laughs> so, that I mean, you know, it's it's not me. It's Frank Herbert. But that's yeah. that's what we're talking about here is there's an opportunity, like you said, Tom, if you can outlast your fear. That doesn't mean you always avoid it. He says you have to let it right. pass through me. If I can just right. wait, though, then in the wake of this, there's opportunity. I have one thing yeah. to add to your, to your okay. quote. Yeah. And that is that I think Winston Churchill said it a little more concisely. We have nothing <laughs> to fear, but fear itself. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That was yes. his line. Yeah. 
same that's concept. Right. That's right. Very cool. And and you know the thing is that Tom and I have been business owners for twenty five years plus. Mm. And if we listen to the news and we're fear-based with, with reactions to everything, we would not have had two successful businesses. So right. you, what Tom is sharing today is something we truly live by. We don't base any decisions off of fear because you're in the wrong space at that time. If you're trying to make mm. long-term or even short-term decisions based on fear, you can't do it. Mm. Yeah, that's a good Absolutely. point. If, if fear is, as we said, the mind killer, we're going to be looking for now the opportunity that fear brings if we could last through it, because when other people overreact, they're leaving something behind. They're Mm -hmm. leaving opportunities for us. So, okay, let's talk about how to, you know, take advantage of that with people who are now thinking about the planning or goal setting process, how might fear be affecting them? Let's kind of turn to that. How could it affect business owners mindset when they come into planning or goal setting? Especially where it's happening at this time of the year, which is typically when uh, at least minimally, people start doing their planning for the next period. Um, you know, fear makes you do knee-jerk reactions, and and knee-jerk reactions are really, unless someone's mugging you, knee-jerk reactions are really not needed in most cases. What mm. is needed is clear thought, um, and, and so you know, fear should should yeah wash over you, and then you we need to move on and start figuring out what, if anything you need to do. And you may not even need to do anything uh, other than look for some potential opportunities. Let's say you're in a market where uh, where you have, you're having trouble getting labor. You may find that a competitor uh, goes out of business. One thing that happens uh, during times like this is people who are nearing retirement or, or just kind of fed up and don't want to do it anymore uh, will, in many cases, sell their businesses uh, at probably not at what they're valued because they're mm-hmm. just ready to get out and they want to move on to something else. So there may be opportunities in these in these times to find, you know, new things to that you can take advantage of like that, like getting, you know, you don't have to go hire a bunch of people, you just you can acquire another business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes that's not as costly as you think it is. Mm. So I think I think the other question uh, when you're thinking about fear is uh when was the last recession? That's, you know, does anybody know? Do either of you know when hmm. exactly the last recession was? I can't say that I do. Yeah, I'm not really. I'm kind of fuzzy on all of it because there's just always, yeah, it's probably the fear mongering. It's probably hype and panic. And so you're like, okay, right. when when actually was it? That's a good question. Do you know, Tom? All right. Yeah, I do. As a matter of fact. Perfect segue <laughs> <It> was... then. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Nice softball there. Uh, it was actually February to April of 2020. Hmm. Now, that was certainly a time, you know, kind of the peak of when COVID, you know, we were going into the heart of winter and COVID reared its ugly head again. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there was a lot of panic and a lot of inflation and there was no the inflation had started there were no products on the shelves so people were really uh, very worried about it and recession and this I don't know exactly but recession actually has a the, the word recession has a very narrow definition so mm-hmm. the last one was February to April of 2020 that's that's only three months. So when we look at recessions now, there have in the past there have been recessions that went a year 
Uh, most of them last somewhere in the year, year and a half range. Uh, some are shorter, some are longer, but you know, generally that's the time frame. But this recession was only three months, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys recall, but I do remember hearing some stuff on the news because there was not much else to do but sit at home and watch the news at that point. That um, you know, there there was a recession, and I'm thinking, well, you know, we're doing okay in our business. Actually, we were doing really well. And we know that a lot of our customers are actually doing really well. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what I say about the thinking process. You have to take it on an individual basis. Yes, there are people that are going to be affected by the recession. When, the, when a recession hits, there will be people affected. However, you may not be one of those people. And you have to consider that when you're making your decisions and figuring out what your next move is. And we don't really know how long they're going to last. So that's a that's a tricky thing to measure too, because I think for the most part, if you ask anyone when the last recession was, they'd say 2007, 2008, which was the real estate you know collapse, mm-hmm. uh, mortgage mortgage system collapse, and that was in fact the big you know painful time for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, you got to look in personally and not listen to what's going on in the world, but look at what's going on in your area. And with your customers and your customer base, really important. And and I have to say, if I needed some work done either in my home or in my commercial building, I would rather do that than go on a vacation. So that's just my personal preference. But I know a lot of people feel that way as well, because mm. your home and your building are something that you have to be in every day and work in every day. And you want to make that place a better environment for you to be in you and your team and you and your family. So there's a lot of people out there like me. And if that's the case, then they're still going to be hiring contractors to do work and maybe give up something else on the other end, like a vacation. Absolutely. You can always stay K and, and enjoy That's yourself, right. but, but, you know, I like the pleasures of having my environment, my building or my home the way I want it. So I, I agree with you, Tom, there's a recession can be a year. It can be a couple months, but during that time, it's the individual preferences of the people that do have some spend where do they want to spend that money? So Tom, tell us, you know, when you are factoring in a, a potential small or maybe a year long recession, how do, how do you deal with, you know, deciding the, the goals and the priorities for the company? Yeah, you have to, again, you know, think about how this, this, um, this, these uncertain times are going to apply to your company as best you can. Obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, nobody's perfect uh, uh, forecasting that type of thing, but if your company is healthy, uh, you, you need to look at it like you would any other planning period. You might, you might look at it from the standpoint of uh, you know, our, our sales are uh, may, may not grow quite as fast as we thought they were going to. Mm -hmm. uh, But as long as you're, you know, maintaining your cash flow, uh, communicating, you know, uh, well with your customers, you're probably not going to see as big an effect as others that are not prepared are seeing. Mm-hmm. So that's the other, mm-hmm. the other point you really have to uh, factor in these, 
you know, maybe, maybe one of the things you want to do more of during a time like this is communicate Mm -hmm. because people do want to hear from you. They want to know, you know, what's going on and they don't want to be left in the dark. So, you know, communicating more with your customers is probably a big, should be one of your, one of your priorities. Make sure you're talking to your customers, make sure you know how they're feeling and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, what their, what their plans are. And then again, just consider in, in when you're considering it, you want to consider, do I, you know, how's my backlog of business? You know, am I, am I still uh, healthy there? Look at your cash flow. Am I healthy there? Uh, look at my sales prospects. Am I healthy there? And if mm-hmm. all those, all three of those are true, then you, you keep going and you keep working with your current plan and you keep looking at those things you know, on a more, maybe on a more frequent basis than you typically do just Mm -hmm. to make sure you're staying healthy. Mm -hmm. And I know you always say over and over again, that numbers don't lie. So take the emotional piece out of it, take the gloom and doom out of it. Don't hang out with people that are negative Nellies and just want to, you know, fill your bucket or dump all of their negativity into you. Um, You need to stay around positive people. You need to think positively and you need to look at your numbers because your numbers don't lie. They say the truth. And to what you just said, you know, if your backlog is, is deep and out months and your referrals are coming in, um, hard and fast and you're communicating with your existing customer base, it's you're setting yourself up for an individual success in your company. Absolutely right, Kathy. Tom, you know, you mentioned the communication with your team. Talk to me more about that and you know how that's I know it's important to articulate where you're at as a business and what your goals are to customers, but tell me how that now influences um how you communicate your to your team. Yeah, it's super important to to communicate a strong message to your team. So after you've taken some time and you've done your evaluation of where things are going and how they're going, it's really important to let your team know how you feel. And, you know, if you think it's the end of the world, well, then you might need to tell your team that. But I'm guessing after you think about it and sit down and evaluate it, you're going to realize it's not the end of the world. Things mm-hmm. are, you know, likely going to continue on. Uh, you may have to make some adjustments and changes, but it's not the end of the world. That is a message you want to strongly communicate to your team. Uh, they need to know that that they you don't want your team bailing on you because they think that this doom and the gloom is going to affect them. Mm-hmm. And so you need to honestly and openly communicate with them as best you can that you know we've we've looked at where we're at. We're we're feeling good about where things are going, even with what you're hearing on the nightly news. And I just want, you know, you all to know that, that we're in a good situation. And again, you have to be honest. You don't, you don't want to tell them if that's not true uh, because that's not really fair to them, but you just want to give them an honest opinion. And the reality is even if you have to communicate some unpleasant news, uh, they're much happier to know that honestly than to, you know, get bad information and then find out. Cause if, if you give them bad information and then all of a sudden you do have to let someone go or make some changes that you weren't anticipating, then, then you've lost their trust. And mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's really dangerous for the long term. And the most important thing to remember is these, these uncertain times come and go and they will, there will be another one in your lifetime. I've been through uh, four, uh, one of which probably nobody even remembers because again, it, not all of these recessions have mass impact, um, but 
they they come and go. And the reality is that, you know, when they're, as they go, things get a lot better, at least for some period of time, there's always a rebound. And what you really need to be doing is being prepared for the rebound. And mm-hmm. that's something that you can com- also communicate to your team because it's a, that's, that's the good news. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that is yep. really good news, actually. So right. time to earn trust when, when everything seems to be kind of scary and maybe going wrong yeah. or not yeah. as expected anyway, that's not the time to bluster and kind of just inflate people's sense of safety, but to say, Hey, right. actually we're going to get through this together. We're going to find mm-hmm. a way I'm going to be honest with you. And can you imagine the credibility that you've earned by the time you come out on the other side? Right. You know, and Absolutely. most businesses will come out on the other side, but if you look at it as yeah. an, again, an opportunity is there that not everybody gets to see uh, that you could come out stronger. I mean, how much would you pay for team trust? You know, like there is, right. that's it's worth. invaluable. Yeah, it really can't is. Buy it. <laughs> you can't buy it. That's the thing. You really can't. It takes a lot of right. work and maybe during crisis, it's a concentrated opportunity. It's maybe harder to get through it, right. but it's um, a concentrated time frame where you're like, wow, a lot can come out at the end of this. That's going to benefit us. And I just want right. to throw if- in that Team building is essential. If you have some downtime doing team building events and tasks and all that is, is fabulous. And it will, it will, they'll be in, you know, have your back and it just carries you through the, the really busy times when you don't have that time to do the one-on-one and the team experience. But the second thing that I would really stress is, and we didn't really talk about it here is I know that the more educated our estimate rocket users are, the more money they make through our using our system. And I think in when you do have downtimes, you should be throwing your teams into our educational um, events that we do weekly and do if you want some one-on-one training, do one-on-one training with your team members and all that because you will come out of any recession or downturn um, really high and your team will be, you know, the A players um, in your area because you take the time to educate and team build. And that is priceless really moving forward Mm. on your, in your busy season. Yeah. And he's talking about A players and B players. I think Corwin Smith talks about, it's a good opportunity to evaluate to who your B players are mm-hmm. and making sure that you have the top notch team you really want. Um, you know, well, I don't especially think, your C players. <laughs> yeah. Your, your C players. Yeah. And B everybody needs some, that's, that's a good question. Now, that's a this, hard one, isn't it? Yeah. It really is hard because you need people who are just doers, but I would, I would get, yeah, that's a tough one. What do you do with B players? Sometimes you keep them because you just need somebody just to do the job. But ultimately, everybody wants a team of A players if you can yeah, have, if you can have that. And if you have to kind of thin the team, the A players are, go- are going to be the safest. You know? mm-hmm. So you're trying to bring everybody, you're coaching everybody up or out. They say, you know, how do I keep coaching them up? It's an opportunity to grow them or say, hey, mm-hmm. if you're just, if you're trending towards C, then we need to make some room here for the better. Yeah, but, I think um, that's the big, the big qualifier there. I think um, is a, a B a B player that's coachable versus a B player that's not. Right. That's B player point. that's coachable is a great asset that can you know uh, that at some point you can you can can become an A player. They just may not have had the right opportunity or training or mm-hmm. environment to you know to rise to that. So yeah, those are great, great opportunities. Yeah. 
Okay. So this is a great topic. And from what I hear, we're going to be seeing more of this, right? Or hearing more of it, right, Tom? <laughs> yeah, we are, Chris. I really think there's an opportunity here for to do a series of um, uh, uh, podcasts, um, possibly some webinars on, you know, things to do with some of the top drilling into some of the topics we talked about today in order to position yourself for success now and when when things get more certain. Okay. So for people listening, if you're thinking, okay, I want to, I want to hear some of those. How do I know when those are coming out? So we're going to be calling this managing uncertain times. It's a series. This is part one, and we're going to be bringing out new episodes on planning and evaluating the next three to 12 months. We'll talk about managing accelerating cash flow. That's super important. And another one is practices for sustainable success. And finally, mm-hmm. communicating with your team that deserves its own spotlight because I, I know a lot of people, their main concern is how do I, how do I not drop people? How do I not let them go? Mm-hmm. I want to take care of the people that are with me. We got mouths to feed here. They've got mouths to feed. Mm-hmm. And so how do we best get through this together? Cause I don't want to just slim it down so much. And at the end have to hire back and, and not know who you're going to get on your team. So let's do this the best way we can. So excited to talk about all those people can um, be watching for that topic. Uh, of managing uncertain times. Tom, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for being on. And we're looking forward to the next part in the series. Thank you, Tom. It was great being here. And uh, it's a topic that I really do enjoy talking about because I think there's a lot of uh, misinformation out there and misleading information that Mm -hmm. makes people make bad decisions during times when there are actually many opportunities. Absolutely. This is Estimate Rocket Radio. Join our team at EstimateRocket.com. Thanks, right. Tom. Sounds good. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Let's got to find the Zoom window here. There we go. Okay, now we can talk about them. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> oh, were you? Really? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> we're starting to think alike, Chris. That's right.